A bunch of things must have gone wrong if you listen into this. Hey, 5GFA fans, we are excited. And when I say excited, I mean really excited. We've dug up a 5GFA episode from the vault for your listening pleasure. It was recorded right around Christmas time with one of podcast's most celebrated guests, Chris Andrews. Yeah, some of you know, know him as uh, Scott Andrews' brother. Some of you know him as Tony Daytona. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Some of you know him as the fourth or fifth property brother, but like that's that's a deep cut there. <laughs> um, he played in a band called Cure Hardy. They were one of the biggest bands of the early 2000s. Um, yeah, no, and uh, it took four to five months for Chris to allow us to finally publish this. He had yeah. apprehensions. I don't know if you know him, but he can be a little bit of an overthinker, and he sat on this and finally gave us the okay to release it. And if you're familiar with the band The Jakes, Chris used to be in it. They used to be called The Jacks. He was the C in The Jacks. They dropped him, um, and the rest is history. They went on to have a lot of success. Happy to have him aboard. You know, this was recorded when uh, we had nothing but high hopes for 2020. <laughs> yeah, we recorded it around that sweet spot where it, we were recording it in 2019, joking about how it would come out in 2020. And uh, now it's finally here, almost halfway through the year. And uh, we apologize for that. We can't help but feel responsible that maybe if we had gotten this episode out a little bit quicker, especially the person who was in charge of editing this episode specifically, uh, if they had just done a little bit better job, a little quicker job, can't help but think what could have been avoided. And, and nevertheless, we just want to reiterate how excited we are for this episode to finally con air for you all. I don't. I didn't get the Con Air part. It, I get it was the movie that we're doing, but it didn't like the joke didn't like you know, what, like the episode's airing, I guess. But like I don't, the con didn't work. Well, that's to that's to be seen. It's um, to be heard. It's to be heard. Not if you're Kevin Sorbo. Hey guys. We we also we're excited. Uh, this is from the Vault series, like we said. Um, we do have some other ones in the bank that we are going to be releasing. We have Sophie's Choice, Homeward Bound, Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah, we have. Uh, what's the other one we have? The English Deer Patient, The Deer Hunter, Deer Hunter. Um, there's five or six. Jaws that... three. Mmm, the Revenge. Yeah. No, the, that's uh, the fourth. Road to Perdition is coming out. It will be out at some point. Titanic, I think, is still in the vault. Mm, I wasn't there. I was. That was one of the ones where I quit and then I came back. Oh, but right, I, so I right. missed Titanic. Right. But, right. Uh, that pod went like nine hours i think so i don't i don't slum dog millionaire it. we're excited about i'm not but it, we did it and it's chicago coming. stay tuned for that episode <laughs> uh anyway enjoy. you guys get it yeah who cares <laughs> enjoy don't enjoy if you're listening right now stay tuned we do have a pretty exclusive interview with mark mcgrath lined up from sugar Ray. yeah 2020 is not all bad <laughs> yeah so uh be on the lookout for that in the near future and uh enjoy the podcast bye on this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around, it's a 90s action movie where a renegade airplane is filled with criminals. I love Air Force One. It's not Air Force One. We already did Air Force One. Very nice. Don't do the whole Borat thing again. I, damn it, I'm, I'm just confused and a little frustrated right now. I think it'd be best if you just left. Guys, let's talk about Con Air. My wife is greatest prostitute in all of Kazakhstan. Look what I have created! I have made fire! I 
I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. Keep the talent happy. She just killed a helicopter with a car. I'm sorry, boys. All right, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yourself, fool! Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. Sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust fast? Lick a license. A lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Do you know who I am? You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, eh? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Good to be here. 2020 has been great. 2020 yep. is killing it. Huh. So many so many things have changed. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going new on. New year, new self. New, new year, new self. I have possibly had a baby. <laughs> yeah. You may or may not have had I a baby. I may or may not have. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's it's, crazy. it's made me feel like I don't know what day it is. I don't know what year it is. <laughs> You're a little flustered. I don't know yeah. what's going on. We are joined today by a special guest. We are. An aviation expert what? slash penal system expert. Wow. Chris Andrews. Hi there. Nice How's it going, guys? So good to be on here. I got my PhD at Embry-Riddle um, Aeronautical University in aviation. You won't shut up about that. Uh, yeah, I, I just <laughs> talk about it a lot. I'm really proud of the fact that I went there. Um, and also, I just really love the penal system. And yeah, it's, it's that's just, weird. It's, it's a weird combo. It's fascinating. So you're more of a and penal so enthusiast. I'm more thing. of a penal enthusiast rather than an expert. But um, anything that has to do with aviation, I would consider myself to be an expert. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. The penal stuff is just for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've spent yeah, some time, and yeah, that's, no, that's another story. You just love the penal. I love the penal. Like penal codes, penal section numbers, yes. penal laws. Any, honestly, anything penal, I just love it. So. Do you like big penal law or small penal law more? Um like the minutia or <laughs> well it's more of like it's more of like a yeah big government versus small government right, I got right, right i mean big penal versus small penal i'm a big penal guy i'd say my man <laughs> show See, up I, yeah it's a big show off move for you uh we're all it's kind of small penal system guys. oh right right uh, yeah yeah, I, yeah. you know if I can speak plainly, it's great to have you on air. Oh. <laughs> How do you do that? No, I get that. No, I get that. That was great. Well, today we're talking about Con Air, which kind of lines up with your areas of expertise. Absolutely. Yeah, I jumped up a chance. Yeah. 1997's That's right. Con Air. Yep. So this is the 23rd anniversary. The MJ wow. anniversary. Not yes. to be confused with Con Air, the hair product line. That's a good time to jump into first impressions. Yeah, Kyle, what's your first impressions of Con Air? Um, so I've seen Con Air three to four times over the years, and I've never liked it. Um, even with my love of John Cusack and Nick Cage, I can never find myself really? enjoying it as I watched I'm gonna it. Leave. That being said, on this watch, I felt completely the same. Oh. <laughs> I like action movies with some levity and brightness to them, some intentional humor, fun characters. This movie doesn't have any of that. Well, I actually felt the way that they portrayed airplanes in the movie was quite authentic, well, um, according to my studies. I don't, I don't care about that they as much. They were flying. But, yeah, they were actually you know. flying. Yeah, they, okay. they were doing it. The yeah. whole, when the car was there, right. hanging yeah, out yeah. the back, that was real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but much like the stretch of face-off in the prison uh, that they go through for yeah. like 45 minutes, yeah. 
I hate the set and the interior of the plane. It just bums me out. Mm -hmm. um, and oh. so I don't enjoy being on the plane with these guys. Despite all of this, but it's, it's it's what they actually do in real life, though. That's that's how the airplanes. Plane. Yeah, I mean that's how you actually you, you transfer. have to shoot the interior. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or the exterior. No, but there's just two options. <laughs> but I get it because we did Air Force One. Um, we and can't like, compare Air Force Air Force One to this whatever this movie is. Plane. I don't know. <laughs> well, what I'm just saying, like Air Force One. Air Force One. You have like a. a the plane has many different rooms, many Jailbird. different compartments. It's a much more fun uh, interior to be in. Yeah, this one is not a fun interior yeah, to be Air in Force at all. One, you're in different rooms. There's like different. What? I don't know. Whoa. The seats look pretty comfy. Wait a second. Wait a second. Why? Why does it need to be fun for you to be like? It can still be a good movie and compelling. Let me without, go back. Let me well, go back. You want more colors inside I, of the jail cells? Let me go back. Yeah, painting. I like my mirror. action movies with some levity and brightness to them, some intentional humor and fun characters. This movie has none of that. Well, Pollard, why don't you jump in with first impressions? I love this movie so much. <laughs> I can't even really wrap my head around Kyle's first impression. This is going to be a contentious episode. Yeah. So, in terms Double of Alpha is really dueling it out. In 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 terms of disagreeing with Kyle, that's where I reside. Um, I thought it was a beautiful film that was <laughs> wow. beautiful. Its, no, yeah, good date movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I would like, yeah, I would call it a date movie. Um, no, I just thought that the the backstory and some of the motivations for the characters like aren't that invested in that it ruins it for me. For instance, Nicolas Cage's family is like a part of the driving plot, but in a lot of ways, like none of that really matters. It's just an excuse to get these guys on an airplane and film these action sequences and have a prison on a plane that's it it's just we're gonna put a prison on a plane yeah, it's and, a gimmick and that's exactly what it delivered and i that was what i was expecting and i enjoyed it i did think my one critical thing um watching it this time was i realized how bad the music is yeah when a we, scene turns intense and then you just hear electric guitars going at it with no rhyme or reason there's no slow build to the intensity, it's just like, oh, something's flipped, and now we're in a fight scene. So just like add distorted guitars to it um, was played over and over again, using the same like romantic love song, the How Do I Live Without You? How do I live without you? How do I live without you? How do I live without you doesn't work for me in terms of like what Nick Cage is coming to at the end of the movie and meeting right. his wife and daughter. There's the whole daughter thing. Like, well, there's not a lot of build up early on to let lead you to believe that these two people are crazy in love with each other. Sure. Right. And it's all done over like prison montage, him 
voiceover letters that he's written to yeah. his and I, wife. I and I think Tom. one of the weird things about it is like his wife and daughter don't motivate his actions throughout the movie. No, no. like he motivates his exactly. Actions. Like yeah. that's that's a weird yeah. thing. So when you see them at the end of the movie, it's like. Oh yeah, like I'm glad they play the song right. again because I forgot. Well, he spent more time with Bubba Gump yeah. than he has with his family. Yeah, he, like his family kind of took a backseat to um, Bubba Gump. Yeah, like, absolutely. He cared way more about <laughs> diabetic Bubba Gump than, than his own he family. Did. Uh, he had an option to leave when he was with Cusack multiple the, times. Yeah. yeah, and he goes back to give this guy his uh, insulin shot. Brandon, first impression. Um, this is a movie that I've seen in parts multiple multiple times throughout the years so i mean i've seen the ending like 30 times i've seen the beginning so, countless amount of times this time watching it all the way through I, I didn't understand it like i'm when we go through the plot i'm gonna need you guys to explain a lot because there's so many like you were saying pollard motivations that i don't understand there's so many uh setups and payoffs that i don't understand um it's a confusing movie um uh, not a lot of Nicolas Cage in this movie is something that I realized. Like he's not he's not even like hmm. the driving he's, force. He's an avatar. He is he's yeah, not no. the driving force of what like propels the plot forward. He's just there. Right. He just happens to be there and like some of the decisions that he makes have an effect on the plot, but like not a lot. It's no. like more of a John Malkovich movie, I feel like. It is. Yes, absolutely. And that bothered me. Uh, but that being said, there's like there's some scenes and some characters in it that like I can't help but smile. Like anytime Dave Chappelle's in a movie, I really appreciate it. It's a good ensemble. It's like a lot of heavy yeah. hitters for 1997. Yeah, I agree. You know, Ving Rhames. Um, I think Danny he'd, Trejo. Danny Trejo. Steve, Steve Buscemi. Danny Trejo never looking better, by the way. Yeah, he, he looks great. good in this yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, you got Steve Buscemi in like his most charismatic John role Cusack. that he's done. Yep, John Cusack. So it's a good ensemble. But I never felt like I got enough of any one character, and I got too much of John Malkovich. Chris, first impression. Honestly, pretty much the same as Brandon. <laughs> I like. Wow. It, well, first of all, this is the first time I've seen this movie. That's never crazy. seen this movie ever in really? my life. Never. Not a piece what? of it. This not is a the piece most of it. Chris Andrews Pollard's really for to use later. Yeah, I have <sighs> not seen good. this movie yeah. ever. <laughs> you still gonna be so defensive against I me? I feel like I have to leave. <laughs> like, obviously, very familiar with Con Air. It's like a, it's a pretty famous movie. It's, it's star-studded. That's what I thought. And that, we were yeah. talking about that before this pod. Is, yeah. I just there's so many names and faces that I recognized in this movie. I, I actually didn't think the movie was that good though, to be honest. Wow. Preach. Um, Gosh. Mostly because it was totally inaccurate with the plane stuff, right? Right. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it just was not accurate whatsoever. The planes did fly. That mm -hmm. was probably the only thing that actually was accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everything else did not make sense. What about the, the penal stuff? The penal stuff. <laughs> you know, I'm more of an enthusiast, this less of an expert on that. Movie, so. But I, I did think that Nick Cage, I think we already talked about this, he's an absolute Adonis. He is jacked. Yeah. He has like long flowing locks. Like he looks good. Yeah, yeah I thought I thought he looked great. Um, another thing I thought was the pace of the movie is actually pretty good. Like mm -hmm. they don't, they just go straight into it. Yeah, I agree it moved quick. Um, except for the ending. I had a problem with the ending. It was just like, oh, right, we get it. Like, you can't <laughs> crash into another truck or blow up another. Yeah. We get it. Like, just stop. But they can. Uh, yeah, they can, and they did. <laughs> um, it's, I kind of felt the way Kyle did where I watched this movie a lot similar. So, like Brandon said, oh, I watched a lot of segments of this over the years just being on TV, and it was a movie that was just always, you could watch, you'd catch it at the middle of the movie to the end, or you catch the ending. Um, 
And I, I guess I liked it or, or I just watched it during that time. But like Kyle, I kind of over the years developed a it's just got this dark undertone that's difficult to like support and get behind and want to like embrace it. Uh, watching it today, I was much more engaged and interested than I thought I would be on a rewatch. Um, I thought it was funny that Bubba Gump plays another guy <laughs> whose best friend is this white Alabama dumbass. <laughs> like, just, he can't get out of yeah. that group. Yeah. Yeah. He was typecast. Um, and if he's, he's, never escaped, if he's yeah. not stupid, he's got diabetes. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he has some uh, ailment always. I'll take the role because, like, again, this is a big role, yeah. but, like, I'd love to just show my range. So I remember always loving the the airfield part of the movie, and that still held up. I still enjoyed them being at the airfield. The prison swap part? Uh, no, not at the not at Carson City. At oh. the, I know what you're talking about because I agree. Best yeah, scene of the movie. Ledger, that 30 Ledger, minute stretch where they're like in great. the sand, yes. pulling the plane, and like it feels yeah. like you're in a video game map of like a great facility. To yeah, Call of Duty. At. Yeah, something like that. Uh, I like that part of the movie. Yeah. I also like Nick Cage in. The long hair, wife beater jeans when he fights the guys in the airport or he so fights the good. drug dealers. Yeah. Just doing roundhouse kicks with that outfit and yeah. haircut. It's One on three. Like, it looks like a ridiculous B like action like bullshit right. com- or like some uh, some yeah. weird samurai movie. Right. Uh, I thought it was funny that he always kills guys when he fights them. Like he can't, he can't not <laughs> punch someone around. Yeah. around. If you get in a fire in a cage, like, you're gonna die. Yeah. Just like a goddamn it, I killed another guy. Like I don't or, want to. It's like maybe the court was right. Like I am a yeah, weapon. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Army Rangers have a proud history. Since the 1700s, Rangers have led the way in every major confrontation in which the United States has been involved. You men. Our credit to that fine heritage, and I'm sorry to see you go. But you've served your country well, and you've displayed the ability to fight on to the Ranger objective and complete its mission, never leaving behind a fallen comrade, no matter what the odds or the enemy. I thank you. America thanks you. And I wish you luck wherever you go. And remember, Rangers lead the way. We open uh, the credits and we get to see him graduate from Ranger School. Um, he surprises his wife at work. We're introduced to the fact that she's pregnant. So he's in the bar with his wife and there's a couple jerks there who are kind of coming onto her, kind of putting him down. They end up in a fight outside. He ends up killing the guy. Well, they don't have in a fight. They, they wait for him to leave, the three of yeah. them, with a knife. Intending on killing him, beating the shit out of him, something like that. Like it's a motivated attack. It's not a spur of the moment bar fight. Come on. Cameron, Cameron, get the car.
kill but, him. But why? Because they wanted to fuck his wife? Because we lost Vietnam, bro. Yeah. <sighs> because of pussies no, no, like him. They initially came up to him because they liked his They like wanted... His, they liked his wife or Yeah, they right? wanted well, to have sex with his yes, wife. This bar sure. seems like a blue-collar bar where there's right. probably other men who It's next to an oil refinery. Like yeah, right? yeah, but he's wearing a uniform, and so he sticks out, I guess. I guess. And but they single him out. he's definitely not the only veteran in that bar. Definitely but it not. just felt like the type of thing where it's like, if someone is just so angry and they're going to just like bump into the next person and like fuck them up, kind of thing. Yes. But this guy wasn't fucked up. I didn't get the impression he was no. like he really intoxicated. He was like yeah. left an angry, angry he was, man. He was, yeah. it was like the joyride scene and if and if Nick Cage had done the Steve Zahn and been like, yeah, you dumb bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, she bouncing off again. Yeah, like, would have just smoothed over. It's true. Uh, this is the first time we hear the how do I live without you. How do Something I live without you. I want to Um, he ends up at court, <laughs> and uh, he so doesn't want to plead guilty when offered um, a chance to serve four years. But he does plead guilty. Didn't they say you're no, he, pleading no, no, guilty? No, yeah, like, he doesn't they, at first, and he's convinced by the lawyer. But like, okay. It just seemed like the curb where Larry goes with the other lawyer because he's Jewish. And, and the, the lawyer tells him, advice. like, if you, you'll get four. <laughs> but then he's convicted of seven to ten, and it's like, maybe he meant out but on isn't four But isn't that a case behavior? you could clearly fight to- for self-defense. How does that work when yeah, you're in the military? They didn't, um, that's what, that's my beef with that. They were that, just saying that he should have known better basically. Cause he like his hands are deadly yeah. weapons. Cause he's in the military. He was approached by three guys who had a knife. They, they, wa- they, yeah. do, they wanted to kill him. And that's yeah. clearly yeah. Look, self-defense. Let's pause for a second. Penal expert. Why don't you deep penal dive enthusiast. into it? So penal enthusiast. So if I was the penal expert behind this case, <laughs> mm-hmm. what would you have recommended? Would you say 8 to 10 or more like a 2 to 3? Prison for life. Wow. So that's a, that is like a, a long, lengthy penal <laughs> lengthy, uh, lengthy. sentence. Whether he pleads Girthy. innocent or guilty, it's life. <laughs> no, but like these guys clearly wanted to kill him, and whether he's... Um, uh, in the army or, or was he in the Air Force? No, uh, Rangers. Rangers? Army. You should really know your uh, defendant better. Rangers. <laughs> it's a baseball team. <laughs> oh, sorry. But, like, I, I just feel like it would be a really easy case to win. Like, hey, these guys approached me at the bar. They wanted to fuck my wife. Can I cuss on here? Yeah. They, um, and we'll they... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What you do is you go, can I F on here? Yeah. yeah. At any rate, he gets, he gets convicted... And sentenced to seven to ten years, and he gets in his jail cell. The credits are still 70, rolling. Seventy ten years. Seven mm-hmm. to ten years. Seven thousand. That's a lie. The they credits, had to make up a new number for this yikes. guy. The credits are still rolling, and like so much exposition has gone on. He's. We have the like him writing letters to his wife. He's learning Spanish to pass the time. Yeah, that I love that scene because it's so, like the most touristy Spanish to learn. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. it's like, see, I would like another margarita yeah, yeah. on Maybe the yacht. He learns origami. And it, wait, but it doesn't come back. You're thinking like no. later in the movie, he'll know Spanish yeah. so that he can get it out of the situation. Trejo, you know, yeah. like, well, little, little did he know that Spanish would come in handy. Donde esta la zapateria, he says. <laughs> what does that mean, The Kyle? shoe store? Yeah. Where's the shoe store? <laughs> I'm pretty good at Spanish. You want to try me another one? What else you got? Um, nope. Me, me gusta la música. Yo tengo los gatos en mis pantalones. I have yeah. your cats and your my pants. Holy oh, shit! Enough. 
Mis um, frijoles es frío. Mm-hmm. So we get our first real big dose. Kyle's got cold of beans. <laughs> Nicholas Cage's horrible accent um, as he's reading these letters in oh, this montage. And, uh, Dear Casey, <laughs> I am your father. So I am weathered and weary. <laughs> Dear Lord, the sun out here is just beastly. I certainly am parched. <laughs> Anyone have a sweet tea? <laughs> All of this has occurred in under nine minutes of total runtime of the film. He's graduated military <laughs> academy. This goes back to my point about how how well exactly this movie is. you totally mentioned it. The pace in the beginning in nine minutes of movie time. He's graduated military academy committed assault and self-defense, been convicted of a 10-year term in prison, served all but a few days of that term. Spanish, origami. He's worked out origami, Spanish. He's learned Spanish while still working on his command for the English language. He's done upside-down push-ups. Handstand (laughs) push-ups. Pull-ups. And and he's mastered the bartering system in prison with his coconut snowball snacks. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. So he ends up serving eight years, I believe it is, because his release date falls directly on his daughter's eighth birthday. On this, the day of my daughter's birthday. So he's getting prepped to be released from prison. (laughs) We meet his friend in prison, Bubba Gump. Bubba Gump. And uh, we get introduced to the idea of this plane that's going to be used to transfer prisoners to a new prison. Um, And it's a high-level... Super secure, is, best yeah. prison in the world. Super can you can yeah, you please go into detail about this part? Because I don't understand. Like, why is he on that plane? Don't understand why he's on the plane. Why is anybody yeah. on the plane? Okay, most of the people who are on the plane are being transferred to a new prison. That is but, but so why, far away can, that they need to take a plane. I can explain it very quickly. Yeah, it's the Uber pool of convict planes. <laughs> it looks like they're going from. A place that's supposed to be wholesome or yeah. mom-pop. It's in Alabama, they explain. Yeah, it's so they're in like a super max federal California max, prison. Yes, high going security. Going to Alabama. Yes. They're in oh, they're Alabama. going to Alabama. Yes, that's I think, why he's on the plane. Yes. He's going to Alabama. He's going to go home. Why is he Why is he in well, a prison in, in California? He's in federal prison. Well, and he ends up on a plane with a all of these convicts the who have, of course, the motivation to... Take this up as an opportunity to escape because these guys who are getting on the plane are still to serve 15, 20, 25 life sentences. Yeah. Um, and so there is a plan that we see develop. But first, as we board the plane, we get a classic montage, which introduces montage! us to <laughs> all of the montage. main characters. Well, we told you today's flight would be special. That's William Bedford, a.k.a. Billy Bedlam. Mass murderer? The same. He caught his wife in bed with another man, left her alone, drove four towns over to his wife's family's house, killed her parents, her brothers, her sisters, even her dog. Scan him. And who is that good-looking brother on screen? Nathan Jones, a.k.a. Diamond Dog, former general of the Black Gorillas. He blew up a meeting of the National Rifle Association saying, and I quote, they represented the basest negativity of the white race. He wrote a book in prison called Reflections in a Diamond Eye. New York Times called it a wake-up call for the black community. They're talking to Denzel for the movie. This one's done it all. Kidnapping, robbery, murder, extortion. Foxtrot Charlie, perimeter is secure. You are clear to release. His name? is Cyrus Grissom, a.k.a. Cyrus the Virus, 39 years old, 25 of them spent in our institutions. 
But he's bettered himself inside, earned two degrees, including his Juris Doctor. He also killed 11 fellow inmates, incited three riots, and escaped twice. Likes to brag that he killed more men than cancer. Okay, open wide. Lift your tongue. Cyrus is a poster child for the criminally insane. He's a true product of the system. I want to say that they came up with like the nicknames for these characters first when they were writing the screenplay. And they were just like, we right. got Cyrus, the virus, that runs. Cyrus okay. the virus. What's another one? Lucas the mucus. There we go. Pinball. The... Yeah. Yeah. Like, they just, they for sure came up with those first and then were like, jail plane. Yeah. And like, that's the progression of the yeah. writing. It's for Jailbird. Sure. It's yeah, called Jailbird. Jailbird. Yeah. There's a voiceover that intros and reveals the plane. You get, as a viewer, a little tour of the interior, which... Which, by was, the way, is very authentic. Yeah, but to Kyle's chagrin, the inside of the plane is shown. Um, we kind of get to meet some of the DEA guys who are in on a plot um, along with this plane ride as well. That part was confusing for me. He's yeah. got the tape recorder. Right He's was, got the gun hidden. And Yeah, and then they said that he can't take a gun on the plane, and then that they really angry it, guy gave him yeah. the plane. He shouldn't have taken the gun. Or gave him the gun. He would have been fine if they hadn't. Right. Yeah. Un unlock I mean, his maybe. ankle thing. Yeah, yeah. we get well, they to find see... out he's a cop because they unlock his ankle and it's like, oh, he has a gun. The plan yeah. is for them to interrogate. They have a short window in order to interrogate the guy that's on the plane right when they land in Alabama. It's like too many converging plots so, coming together yeah. in a short amount of time. My point, my point about why that's great is like they don't spend a lot of time making you invested in that. It's just like, cool, there's a DEA guy undercover. That's really all that's important. Yeah. yeah like his mission was to sit there with another convict. And, and just like, have a tape recorder. What are you in here for? That's like it. That kind of stuff. Yeah, but like Dave Chappelle doesn't like get his gun. He's just like down there. Everybody freeze! Oh, no, 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 Cyrus, no, no! Get that ass out of here right now! Within a second. Right now! Keep cool, boss. Shut up. Who the fuck are you? I'm DEA, that's who the fuck I am. Now, you were saying? Well, that's very clever, Cyrus. So you think I give a shit about that little bitch guard you have there right now? Well, maybe you didn't hear what I said. I'm DEA, you know what the fuck that means? You're the most crooked nigga on this planet. Shut up. Your DEA, what are you doing on this flight? Won't they fly you boys commercially? Don't push me, Cyrus, man. I swear to God, I'll blow away your little boyfriend right now. You know, the next time you choose a human shield, you're better off not picking a two-bit Negro crackhead. Hey! Shut up. Shoot him. Quiet, sweetheart. I think you should just stop. Stay back, man. Stay back! Just stop right before somebody gets killed. Back! All right, cowboy, I'm back. Stay back! You know you're in a situation you can't control, right? I can't control it? I can't control it? You did me. Shut the fuck up! My name? Yeah. Oh. Nice work, Paul. Truly nice work. He tried to con them, but right. it didn't work. In air. So they're on the plane. Um, Cyrus, <laughs> Cyrus the virus has something hidden under the skin of his hand, and he um, is able to get this small pin. It's in his hand. In his hand, Cyrus, Cyrus, 
Bing Rames also has surgically placed some sort of handcuffed lockpick into the back of his hand as well. It's just a small piece of metal. Of course, these uh, prisoners were frisked and searched. How did they all this? Again, like I I go back to what what Pollard said. He had the airplane plans in his cell. I go back to what Pollard was saying, and it's like, yes, if they explained everything, would it make it a better movie? No, I, I totally agree with that. But it's like, again... I'm confused. Yeah, yeah, like the his plot to, what was it to go to a country that doesn't extradite their citizens or whatever. Like yeah. I had to, I had to read Wikipedia afterwards. Be like, what the fuck was John Malkovich's plan? Yeah, I thought it was pretty clear he was trying to get out of prison. I hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he gets the uh, lock pick out. Ving Rhames has the lock pick out. Dave Chappelle's contribution to this takeover <laughs> is my favorite. Because really the goal is to cause a distraction, and that's gonna be what it takes in is order that to, when he talks to get that? the keys. No, this is where he pukes up the bag oh, that right. he's had hidden in his stomach, and uh, he pulls out a match and some. He actually had a pretty pivotal role in that whole. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, without that, they just had their handcuffs off. Yeah. So he gets the. Good job, I, babe. I think it's gasoline, but I feel like it's something that would be more flammable than gasoline with the amount that he's stowed away. Yeah. And he. Just kind of apologizes to the guy before he sets the prisoner next to him on, on fire, fire, causing a scene in which he can sneak the keys, let Cyrus out of the cage, and it's all over <clears throat> from there. Dope. <laughs> there is, back to your point about like the movie moving fast, complete mutiny right away. Cops are dying. Cyrus takes over the cockpit. He threatens the pilot. Uh, yeah. I, I'm convinced when this is happening, like, John Malkovich is killing this movie after just the initial sequence of him. Taking like he's doing well. Oh yeah. Like yeah. this is very threatening. He's great. In the yeah, movie. The absolutely. whole time John Malkovich is really good in this movie. I see. And what's your question? Where are you going with my plane Cyrus? We're going to Disneyland. You're lying Cyrus. So are you Vince. Oh, nothing makes me sadder than the agent lost his bladder in the Airplane. Lerner Airfield, Poe, middle of nowhere. That's our rendezvous point. 49 minutes from anything resembling authority. So, now you know. We mentioned the undercover DEA guy gets killed. Um, People are slowly getting picked off. The next big scene for these passengers, these prisoners, is that there's a stop-off in Carson City. Love that town. And so... They come to find out that the plane was supposed to let off a few prisoners. It was a stop on the way to Alabama. The prisoners that they are to let off um, are already dead. And so there's a sandstorm that makes it a little bit easier for them to... Love that song. You might say. Yeah, they they basically create placeholders. (laughs) They basically I think it's an excuse just to see Malkovich play the role as the cop when they land and they're talking to the uh, authorities of the area. They're handing off these prisoners. Like getting to see him do that is great. And I yeah. thought I love the introductions to all the new additions on the plane. Right? Yeah. And they come on the plane. They're like realizing that they took the plane and they start yelling it. And oh, the one guy's like, like, "Yeah, we got this plane." And Dave Chappelle's like, "Yo, shut up, shut man!" Up. <laughs> they're all wearing cop outfits. 
And then we also get to meet Garland Green, which Who's we find out is Steve oh, right. Buscemi. Steve what a pleasure yeah. to meet Garland Green. Yeah. This actually is a very nice. I had to go back and like, like fan of your name? work. <laughs> what was his name? When I had like Gar- Garland, Mr. Pink. Yeah. yeah. No, but he is a nice addition to that cast because I feel like he's the only one that's kind of different. Out of all of the out of all of the Honestly, convicts that are on there, we'll get there in categories. But I thought he was like the most underwhelming. Everyone else is supposed to be insane, and he's just like another level of he's transcended insanity to just like zen. Yeah, but I like the idea that while watching it, you're kind of like, is he crazy? Is he not? How cr- is he like super? But then he crazy? has the line about wearing a woman's head on a drive to. So wherever. at least he was at yeah. some point. We know he was crazy. Maybe yes. the Hannibal Lecter mask that they make him wear in jail was super yeah, rehabilitating. But like, like he points out, crazy is having a nine to five. I got nothing in common with them, with you. Don't you talk to me. They were insane. Now you're talking semantics. What if I told you insane was working 50 hours a week in some office for 50 years, at the end of which they tell you to piss off, ending up in some retirement village? Hoping to die before suffering the indignity of trying to make it to the toilet on time. Wouldn't you consider that to be insane? Yeah, yeah. that's a good line. You know, we all go crazy, a little mad sometimes. You know? Yeah, it's probably a commentary on like the rehabilitation of convicts mm-hmm. and how you can change and second chances and you yeah, know, in America. Yeah, the industrial prison system. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Now so that we've Cusack, talked about it. I like it too. <laughs> Cusack is sort of leading the charge the on the ground. End. Um, they're picking up hints along the way that they find out is from Nicolas Cage's character. Um, the picking DEA agents the find out that the DEA agent, the DEA agent on board, <laughs> was uh, was killed, and they want to shoot down Asian. DJ Asian. So they want to shoot down the plane. Of course, John Cusack doesn't want that to happen. And this is also when Cameron Poe has the opportunity to leave, <laughs> right? Because the they were gonna to they were gonna put him in one of the masks. Yeah. And then he, he was like, no, I'm going to stay here to get because Bubba Gump well, has the diabetes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bubba's going to die unless he gets an insulin shot within when, two hours. When did they – so you mentioned uh, clues along the way. When did they drop Dave Chappelle's body? Was this – After Carson City. Yes. After Carson City? Yeah. Carson yeah. City, he gets stuck in the in so the, in the wheel well. Yeah. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here, but, like, didn't they – didn't you guys think that that's kind of ridiculous? Like, that body Which part? Been, well, Okay. <laughs> So, like, when the body fell from, what, 30,000 feet or whatever yeah. to the ground, that body should have been, like, in, like incinerated. Not well, incinerated. Like, just, like... Disintegrated. Disintegrated. As yeah. an aviator but the shirt would dis- expert, would yeah. you had mentioned to me outside what was ridiculous was that one body would hold up this huge wheel on a plane. It would smash that body and close very easily. Right. It can have five tons of force and still close, let alone one little man's body as an aviation expert. True. <laughs> Chris, explain. I'm going to take a little commercial break. Are you craving some world class Gulf Coast cuisine? Well, look no further than Cameron's Po' Boys. Cameron's Po' Boys is the leading. Cameron's Po' Boys is one of the leading Po' Boy chain restaurants along the Gulf Coast, owned by Nicholas Cage. At Cameron's Po' Boys, it's nothing but Po' Boys. But don't worry, these guys are cranking out all different types of Po' Boys. You can barbecue it, boil it, broil it, bake it, saute it. You can order pan-fried, deep-fried, stir-fried. There's pineapple po'boys, lemon po'boys, coconut po'boys, pepper po'boys, po'boy soup, po'boy stew, po'boy salad, New Orleans hot stuffed po'boy, po'boy potatoes, po'boy burger, po'boy sandwich. That's 
that's about it. I can't even say po' boys. Yeah. Aren't all po' boys sandwiches already? <sighs> Cameron's po' boys. Price is so low, it should be criminal. After they survive the uh, Carson City deal, we find out that the ultimate plan is for them to land somewhere else nondescript so that they can transfer to a new plane. Sure. How else are you going to get away? They had to be lucky enough to have a prisoner on board who could fly a plane and land a plane. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. like how did they organize all that? That that's a very convenient. I think you'd be surprised how prison Dude, systems. Cyrus the virus can oh, communicate. I get it now. Yeah, because of the yeah. nickname. <laughs> no, Lucas the mucus. Um, <laughs> but they have a problem with their their airspeed and the uh, time in which they need to make the next stop because of the landing gear that's down, and that's when we come across Dave Chappelle's. Uh, clay sculpture. <laughs> mm -hmm. His Gumby uh, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the the bad choice was that they made him die smiling or with his mouth yeah. teeth showing. It looked yeah. super fake. They it, had they just closed the mouth. Mm -hmm. That's what think, I say all the time. Did he die from getting crushed or did he die like did he just get stuck and he's just like hey, hey, he I'm stuck. I looked like he was choked. I right. Think. So it could have just been the elevation and like the the temperature. No, he got somehow mixed up with some wiring or whatever that was around the gear and sandwiched in there. And... I felt he, like he got sucked up by the wheel. Like he was running outside of the plane. Like he, he got squeezed. pulled. And then like the wheels went up and yeah. he got caught in it and just got like right. smashed. Sort yeah, of. I'll buy it. So know. do we think he got crushed? <laughs> he got crushed to death. Probably. Okay. Yeah. But his shirt was still intact enough to... It was a very clean sh Dude, white not only shirt. Write down the information, but then after, like Chris said, a horrific fall from <laughs> however many thousands. Thousands, feet, yeah. yeah. He was fine. His body was well intact. If yeah. if I ever go, and I hope I don't, but if I do have to die someday, I'd like to be thrown out of a plane <laughs> onto some civilians. <laughs> That's a pretty badass way. Next time we're on a plane, I'll just tap you on the shoulder. Yeah. I'll be like, "It's the day," and yeah. just push you out. Cremation is overrated. Yeah. If I'm dead, they just push me like, out of yeah. the skydiving thing. Yeah, write some message on your body. <laughs> yeah. So we yeah. throw you out of the plane because yeah. we think you're dead. Yeah. They find your body, and it's like, no, he wrote on his shirt. I wasn't dead when they threw me out of the plane. <laughs> please my, please like, go to 5GFAPod.com. <laughs> yeah, it's some it terrible... Like Epstein didn't <laughs> kill himself. Yeah, some terrible viral marketing for this pod just so we get like eight yeah. new listeners. Just like, go to 5GFAPod.com now. <laughs> oh, we'll throw another body. Yeah. <laughs> One of the hardcore criminals catches on to Nick Cage's lie. The and yellowest teeth in the what, world. What, he does yeah. have very yellow what, what's teeth. What's his name again? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I can't keep any of these people uh, straight. I have it written down. William. Neil uh, with the deal. William Shatner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear it's close <laughs> to Nerder that. the murderer. <laughs> yeah. He's just a hardcore William criminal. The they just, call me William the murderer. Just, just one more criminal. Herb the blurb. <laughs> they have <laughs> a, a little, little line. Herb the blurb. Lucas the mucus. Lucas <laughs> the virus. They, they have a showdown in like the storage room. Uh, where the landing gears are under the plane. Yeah, where you can only crouch. Yes. Uh, yeah. A good crouch fight. It's a great crouch fight. I, I was going to say, like, that. the way they cut it, it does look really cool, that fight. But I'm sure if you just had a one shot of them fighting where yeah. they're like, eh, they're just crab walking yeah. all stop, over the place. Stop. Yeah. I'm sure it would look very um, But lame. at the end of the fight, like, he gets impaled again. That, Nick Cage, he can't, and, and Nick then, Cage can't not fight someone and kill them. Nick Cage's reaction fight. was so ridiculous. Like, Put the bunny in the box or whatever. Don't put the yeah. bunny in the box. He went from being like really distressed that yeah. he had just taken somebody's life like, yeah, to like, like dispensing one liners. Could you imagine after killing someone, like you just thinking like, again, just put the bunny in the box. Every time like, he fights someone, he kills that person. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't a new I guess thing. that's true. He's yeah, used to it is... by now. 
So the DEA catches up and realizes the transponder was on the wrong plane. Um, they finally arrive at Lerner Field. Couldn't tell you where that was. Great field. Somewhere but, in Nevada, I think. Yeah. Carson, Carson City. Cusack has somewhat caught up with them. Um, and he does so. Which by, is crazy. He does so by stealing the Stingray, which is kind of a cool, like, it's a, it's a jab at the guy that you don't like in he, the movie from the police side. He gets there before the plane that's going like 200 and something you know miles those an hour. Cars go, though? I guess not. <laughs> Neither would you. You're an airplane <laughs> enthusiast. Sorry. Aviation's expert. Looks like the town has been totally abandoned. But there's people throughout the there entire town. There is like town. the one little girl. And there's the looks, old guy under the car. And then it's like, did something horrible come through this town? Like just yeah, recently? the cartel. Well, yeah, it's the cartel. I guess that makes more sense. But it's still like, what a weird. Is this how many people exist in this town? Did a lot of people leave just recently? Right. That air hiding. What the happened? air base doesn't get a lot of traffic if that's the case. No, no but it yeah. does happen to have a small plane that's showing up at the same time. Yeah. That their plane is landing, causing them to crash almost into a huge propane tank um the plane that they're supposed to get on of That's course gross. set up by the cartel <laughs> is for whatever reason hidden by their connect between the two crews it must be just his attempt to escape on his own and leave them behind and i'm not sure, sure. i think it's the cartel liaison with the cartel having different motives whatever those motives we never are. know what those motives are yeah I mean, seriously don't <laughs> yeah stop aaron um, bubba's yeah, bubba's diabetes Catching has, up with them has yeah. really escalated at this point. <laughs> I feel like it's just a plot device for him to for them to get Nick Cage back to the plane. Yeah, he has Otherwise, no he reason would have to be escaped. off the plane. Well, he's off the plane to find the insulin. The, the, right, the, but the if that, but if the diabetes thing doesn't happen, then he's just hanging out in the plane, or maybe he just makes a break for it. Well, he's probably like doing whatever Cyrus wants him to do at that point. He kind of sneaks away. Right, because he he tries to like. Everyone what is it? Guys are being executed. Right, yeah, being he does rained. a couple things to help yeah. out. Being it's rained. easy to sneak away in this place. Like, yeah. Steve Buscemi's having tea with a seven-year-old. So okay, in an abandoned that pool. Part, <laughs> like, yeah. So I did not see any of the RVs or the mobile homes or anything like that. Yeah. So I just thought that girl came out of nowhere and that just she just appeared and Steve Buscemi yeah. was just like. I wasn't sure know. if it was a hallucination. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like every five minutes I was like, is this real or yeah. is he dreaming? Like, yeah. and like. What is she doing there? Like, what it's, yeah, but it's an RV. The sign in the yeah. back, yeah, it says like families. Yeah, I, I, but yeah. still, so my issue with it is she's very put together. Like someone dressed her, great. did like her braids. She has a dirty, she's dirty. face. Yeah. she's oh. dirty. She's covered in dirt. She's put together. She's covered she in has dirt. Dirt on her face. Yeah, but still, like she can't do her hair like that. Like you're just saying, somebody picked out her outfit. I, I'm saying you're like helped her get dressed abandoned. in the morning. Yes, like someone right, was yeah, taking care right. of her. It's probably At one not point letting in her, her life. just like be roaming it around. Might be this the place. old guy under the truck. Yeah, or, like, those are the only two people or, we meet. Or like the air controller guy, the lookout guy. Yeah, who's dead? Yeah, she's just like I'm waiting for daddy to get. <laughs> Either home. way, that had to hurt. John Cusack's there, right? And that's where he finally gets to talk to Cameron Poe. Cute sack. Yes. Cute sack, sorry. The roundhouse that you aforementioned in your opening. So incredible because he goes from the roundhouse into the gun stance against John Cusack. It was was an incredible one, too. So you have that happening at the same time the cartel is about to leave this plane. The convicts have to set up a trap for them. And Nicolas Cage has to go find a needle. 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 So they have to. 
Refer to her as a woman. With no options left, Cyrus and the gang equip themselves with all of the guns that they can and prepare for the approaching authorities. Yeah, okay, how many buildings are there? Buildings are there. Buscemi sings, he's got the whole world in his hands with the girl. Got the whole yeah. world. He's got the whole world in his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world. In his hands, he's got the whole world in his hands. And then after singing How it with the girl. I <laughs> Leaving on a Jeffrey. Don't know, I'll be back again. Leaving on a jet plane. <laughs> I don't know when I'll be back again. Leaving on a jet plane. I don't know when I'll be back again. Did Steve Buscemi just kill a little girl? Okay, but now back to the airplane. But like, why does he have the doll? Okay, but now back to the airplane. Like, why does he have the doll? All the cops showing up. She should have died. The plane takes off again. She should have died. Stingray attached on the back. She should have died. She should have died. Cyrus finds out that somebody's been leaving clues to the authorities, and Bubba offers himself up in Poe's place. There's mayhem on the plane. There's a shot of Nick Cage walking towards a bullet shot in his arm. Did you guys catch that? Oh, okay. Can we talk about this for a second? That's why I brought it up. So <laughs> let's do it. So he gets shot and literally doesn't fucking flinch. No, he's like the Terminator. Yeah. Like, it's insane. He does not flinch. He's just like keeps going. Yeah. And throughout the entire movie, like. It's like it never happened. Yeah. yeah. Poe is able to basically take over the, the cockpit and uh, distance himself Cock. from Cyrus. <laughs> pit. And they end up over Vegas. The police have a chance to shoot the plane down over the barren, empty desert. But Cusack, but not with Poe on it. Well, and that's He's why... He's an American hero. Yeah. So Cusack makes them hold off. And now they're just over the Vegas Strip and forced to land the plane on the Vegas Strip. Of course, because where else are you going to land the plane in Nevada? There's literally not a lot of land. <laughs> that's, that's, Vegas, that's, the on, the strip. that's the only it strip. It basically takes up the whole yeah. state. Cyrus gets to Poe, and there's a shot where the propeller, as the plane's crashing, crash landing on the Strip, there, a propeller flies between them. Betwixt them, you might say. During their fistfight, which is crazy. It's a callback also to when the uh, Cyrus's cell explodes in the jail, and you see Cusack with the there's some kind of like metal shard that like flies in front of him and gets stuck uh, in the wall. Yeah, yeah, a flying metal thing. Flying metal thing, shrapnel. exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know it, dude. Oh. They crash right in front of the Sands Hotel. Yeah, goddamn right. Rest Bu in peace. Sam. Bubba survives and gets to the hospital. Gets taken to the hospital. Um, Cyrus and a couple other hidden. Uh, prisoners uh, sneak away underneath the plane and Cusack as well as Nick Cage spot him and they end up in a great dueling 
motorcycle bike oh, scene chase God. while Cyrus and the crew hijack a fire truck. Poe jumps on the po fire ladder in the back. There's a great scene with Cusack on top of the truck, trying to get him with the fire poker. There's a lot of explosions, more electric guitar stuff. Great death scene from Malkovich. That's right. That's right. He's thrown on the ladder over an overhang, like a walkway. His head happens to fall in one spot. And his head ends up right underneath it. What are you going to do? Poe is able to pick up and find the bunny rabbit. And he meets his wife and his daughter at the end of all of this. On a bear. And a heartwarming reprise of the song. How do I live without you? not over until we see Steve Buscemi playing craps at the craps table. <laughs> Good for him. Good Best. For, yeah, very happy that Great he's... Uh, ending. You know, and then you think the movie's too. over, but then the credits come in. Yeah. And yes. I love the credits. The Sweet Home Alabama with the montage slideshow. Sweet Home Alabama. <laughs> Let's jump into categories. <laughs> Why don't we start with the best scene I saw? Brandon, what was the best scene you saw? Uh, as we talked about, there was not a ton of stuff that I enjoyed in this movie. <sighs> yeah, tough. That 30-minute yeah. stretch in the airfield where they're getting the plane switched... They end up having the car dragging behind it. It's great. More than anything, we get two to four shots of Nicolas Cage's hair flowing in front of explosions. Yeah. Yes. Just fire behind yeah. him and his hair whipping around. It's good. And it's just incredible. It's so <laughs> glorious. Like, that is why I like the movie. It's just his hair in front of yeah. fire happens so much. It's right. great. Yeah, I have the same the same scene, the <laughs> same stretch. I, I bet you we all have the At same scene. At the airfield, scene. it's uh, the Nick Cage in the wife beater, tight jeans, long hair, that beautiful. physique, doing the roundhouse kick. Stunning. It's just, it is beautiful. It's like the epitome of a corny action movie. That's the scene that they would show. Right. To, to be like, like, this yeah. is the Nick Cage highlight reel. Here's this scene during from Con the, Air. During the documentary on Nick yes. Cage, you'd show that little <laughs> exactly. like, roundhouse with the, with the, end of the Yeah, like more than any actor in the history of movies, his in memoriam is going to be so sick. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> like, God. At the Oscars. <laughs> yeah, the highlight reel. Good call, baby doll. Going to detain a blighter for enjoying his whiskey. So uh, that's enough. Snickers and mash. Balls and squeak. Smokefield pines, huh? Hang us! That's it! Dismount the banister! I've got a lovely bunch of coconuts! I said, put the bunny back in the box. 
sidewalk and be until you pissed blood! How did it get burned? How did it get burned? How did it get burned? I don't know! Ronaldo Hayes, he got tossed the ball, he was running with it, he jumped over three linebackers in midair. He sprouted antlers like a gazelle. <laughs> Like an elk. <laughs> he landed again, he ran, ran, ran. He scored a touchdown. <laughs> oh, no, not the beast. Not the beast. Ah! Oh, I love my eyes. My eyes. Ah! <laughs> Chris, best scene you saw. So it was the scene where basically where the the criminals were all preparing for like the National Guard or whatever to come. And they go into the the underbelly of the sh- uh, the plane, and they get like the shotguns and the mm-hmm. M16 and stuff like that. Yes. And they're all preparing. And then the ultimate climax of the whole movie, and when I climaxed, was <laughs> <laughs> was when um, it's this kind of goes to uh, quotes as well. But when uh, Nick Cage says, "What does he say?" It's not exactly my ties and Yahtzee, mm-hmm. but let's do it. Yeah. And then after he says that, he just jumps over a bunch of like exploding cars and stuff, yeah. and his hair just flowing. <laughs> the hair, away. yep. Once again, yeah. it's it's fucking amazing. I had that one in quotes also because like, what did he mean by it? I have no idea. <laughs> like... I, I looked it up afterwards. I'm like, is that like an expression I should know? Like, it, I've never heard that. No, before. it's like it's like it's not like. Things I like, I guess. Like I love my ties and I well, love are, playing Yahtzee. Are, it sounds fun having a bunch of my ties and playing Yahtzee somewhere. Are they yeah. somehow connected though, my ties and Yahtzee? I don't think no, so. but not he all likes white those. wine spritzers and shoots and ladders. But like, <laughs> am I supposed to be like sipping on my ties while I play Yahtzee? Like, is yeah. is that like a have thing? you tried it? No, I was just gonna say if he had just said like roll the dice, like but let's roll the dice like Yahtzee. Yeah, I don't know, I tie it in somehow where it's like. Let's let's make one of these parts yeah. of it make sense. It's just like, but let's go. It was just lazy. Let's jump into how do you do that? How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue. Wish I knew how you do it to me, but I haven't a clue. See Buscemi see without his tiny little glasses. Mm, Good right. point. So we Good know point. he struggles without his little glasses mm-hmm. from Armageddon. There's no little glasses in this movie. Well, this could have been prior because this is 1997. This one came out. So you think something in this movie led to him getting the prescription for yeah, the tiny glasses? Yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> also, John Cusack has very tiny glasses when he's in the fighter pilot. That's thing. true. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and he I think look. Michael Bay saw this and said, "In wow. my movie, they're gonna we're gonna go tinier." <laughs> oh, that's well, yeah, that's my how do you do that, <laughs> Kyle? How do you do that? Um, how did the pilot land the plane in Carson City? It's they're in a sandstorm. Like it's so bad that the yeah. sand is obscuring. Should I play it? Yeah, play it. <laughs> so the sandstorm, the pilot. There's sand everywhere. <laughs> and it's a storm. <laughs> like the song. Um I just skip it. <laughs> Let's move on. Brandon, how did you do that? How did they move the plane when it after it landed in the sand and almost hit the uh, propane tank? You have just all these people pulling it with ropes and they're sh- to they're move digging, it. They're shoveling some sand out of the way. Still, this is like a plane. Yeah, planes are very heavy objects made of yeah. many tons of steel. Yeah, uh, this is true. Yeah, no. How'd they do that? Chris, how do you do that? So what I really want to know is how the hell John Cusack stole that guy's car. 
Yep. Like, so the DEA agent was not present whatsoever. He was somewhere else. And then... Yeah, he was on the helicopter. Yeah, he's on the helicopter. And then he took that guy's car. Did he fucking hotwire it? How did no, he have he, the he, he gives him the keys. keys. He does have the keys. He gives does him he the, the keys? keys at the very well, end of the movie. Well, you don't see where he gets them, which is a great... How did he do that? But... He does at the end of the movie give he's, him back the keys. I agree with Chris. No, he's but, thinking of but, taking the slow car, no, and then he looks at ne- the other one, and he's like, "Let's take that one." Yeah, yeah he but must have we left don't. the keys in the car. Because that's what you do. No one does that. That's, that's what, what you do so, when you have a really so expensive sports car. So how did he do that? Car. How did that guy think it was a good idea to just yeah. leave his keys in the yeah, car? Yeah, that's, that's where we've arrived. I don't think he left them. But that's there the only explanation that why. But he gives the keys back to him at the very end of the movie. I just I don't think he would do that. He has the keys, and he literally decides to take the car when he's right next to it. But how did he get the keys? It was in the car. But he, there's literally the scene where he's gonna take the shitty car, right? And then he looks yeah. at the nice car and he's like, "Well, I can take any car I want." And then he's like, "Hotwire anything." Hot I guess. And like, goes, no, the keys were left in the car. He but, has the keys at the end, which means he took the keys at right. that point. But so he how did he get the keys? In the car. Are you guys not hearing me? <laughs> no, no, I don't. <laughs> he agree. literally took the keys either in the car or he went back inside. And, and he didn't go back inside. He I, makes a rash decision very quickly. He jumps in but the car. Why, is, why are we assuming every car has keys in it? We're like, not. He's going to take that one and then he takes this one. Like They don't show him take the keys. All they need is one quick scene of him being like, oh, here's the keys. Put them in. Like, or, don't show that. or little overdub narration yeah. from Cameron Poe. I grab the keys. <laughs> and that and that's when he took the keys. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. I'm with Chris. I, I, I was, was like, I was, I was so confused. It's like, how did he do that? Because yeah. it's obviously this guy's prized possession. When the car gets taken by the airplane, he's obviously very upset. My like, car. Do you think he would really leave his his keys in the car? He might. If I was going on a helicopter ride with an open door and there's gonna be gunfire and maybe I don't want to lose the keys. If that was like your prized possession, would you put your keys, leave your keys in the car? It was in a very secure area. It's not like the public would had access to it. It would only be yeah, like it's literally an inside job require is required yeah, like to get a, a, someone to steal a coworker car. would have to steal your car in order for it to. Occur. I'm with Chris. Thank you. I'm with Pollard. Let's oh no, fight. I don't want to take like, sides. Like I, <laughs> whose side do you want? I to be agree on? that he should not <laughs> have left his keys in the car. But when asked the question, I, how I don't did he think do he left the keys in the car because the, the car is too precious. Let's to him. let's let's get this out of the way though. But how did he do that? Is a rhetorical question. Like we don't need to answer it here. No, no, no. Oh, we should. Answer research it here. can be done elsewhere. We should answer it here. Well, let us sort this out, all right? I know you don't want to choose sides. Uh, this is important. Well, I'll watch the movie again because none of we'll you all ever watch will watch the movie again. <laughs> Hey, 5GFA fans, we can all agree that we love this podcast. We can also all agree that we don't know much about former Hollywood bad boy John Cusack. We know he has a mouth the size of a dime. We also know he has an adorable beanbag. And that's because he spent the last 10 years developing John Cusack. John Cusack is a leading male grooming product specifically designed for your ball bag. While other manscaping products offer the versatility of cleaning up any other body hair that has become overgrown, John Cutesack is specifically for your plum pouch. Whether you're a show-off with cantaloupes so big, someone might say, those are some world-class cantaloupes. Or you're a stallion doing your best to manage your marbles. John Cutesack has you covered. Covered, cleaned, and ultimately as cute as you deserve to feel. And with 311 different styles available to choose from, you can pick a new style every day, depending on how fast your shrub supersizes. If applicable, you can start on January 1st, and then, depending on whether it's a leap year or not, give your donut holes a new do every day and not get to repeats until November 6th 
or seventh, again, depending on the leap year situation. John Cutesack, don't shave anything, just your egg carton. Let's move on to That Had to Hurt. Chris, that had to hurt. I mean, it's pretty obvious when, when sure. John Malkovich dies. That it's fucking, it's that an insane death. I don't know if it hurt. I don't know. So Are we sure that he died? Yeah. We never I'm, see I'm the body. Sure he died. We don't really again. see a funeral. I mean, no bagpipes. Cyrus the Headless Virus <laughs> returns for the sequel. I don't know if he died. I don't know. No one said it. Jury's no one said out. he's dead. Right. There they was... just could have had the, the uh, voiceover narration. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when he died. Yeah. Or, and that's when he lived. Yeah. Maybe he is alive. <laughs> My goodness. I never knew if you were alive or dead after that. He but to Chris's point, bunny. that is fucked. Like, the, the ankle, like, with the broken wooden thing, like, going through your ankle... That alone is like so painful, and then to get electrocuted yeah. and thrown out of, you know, a fire truck. He had a little Cape Fear thing, like, why won't you die? Yeah, <laughs> and then to be like, no, that's not good enough for the audience. He might be alive. Right. Let's put his head and get it smashed yeah. by some anvil, driver. like, <laughs> like his head conveniently plopped into this little tiny yeah. head-shaped slot. Yeah, but only this. Yeah. yeah, they were having fun. Yeah. They were having a good time. Uh, yeah, when they wrote yeah. That. This it this looks, audience is dumb as bricks. It looks like a we device, need to tell him he's dead. It's a device designed for people who fall into it to smash their skull. Yeah, it <laughs> doesn't do it. it. Yeah. It's not pumping oil. No. There's it's a not, sign. There's a sign that says "Place head here." Pollard. Oh. <laughs> we talked about it already, but um, when Nick Cage and the guy who calls him out um, for lying have to fight in the like four foot high right, room, right? Yeah, I'm just thinking of the lactic acid in the thighs, <laughs> <laughs> like and like your lower back too. Yeah, like they're at least 15, 20 feet apart when they both are like, we're fighting now. We're going to run at each other. <laughs> like, but it's stuck walk to each other. <laughs> Instead <laughs> of running, it's like waddling, <laughs> and the only option they have is to like, eh, like <laughs> just wrestle throw. It's like we got to take this sort of to the ground, yeah. otherwise none of us fight. again. Nick Cage finds a way to impale him like or as he does super fitting yeah so specifically the thighs had to hurt yeah on both those from guys. couching just a lot of crap not the riding. not the chest from getting impaled afterwards yeah. just the thighs yeah <laughs> i think the daughter had to hurt the long-term trauma of this is how i met my father for the first time mm. how i met your mother i saw yeah. him in his i saw the las vegas strip get destroyed while i was waiting to meet him also um, the bunny he gave me he had gave me this uh, many diseases in it that, yeah. uh, he was covered in blood he was covered in dirt like, her accepting the bunny me was meeting symbolic. my father was absolutely traumatizing and that had to hurt and it will probably be played out later in her life oh my god on top of that it's her birthday yeah, <laughs> she had to spend it scared. Is my dad, who I've never met, gonna die? I'm hanging out with cops. I'm flying to Vegas, which, like Aaron said, that's super scary when it's not a planned vacation. You meet a lot of weird people in Vegas just standing around. You saw a plane crash outside of a casino. Then you get some fucked up bunny, like Brandon said. Your dad has long hair. He doesn't look like himself in the photo you've been staring at for six years. You've been waiting to meet this man, idolizing him. And then you're forced to hug him, and he reeks of B.O., blood, and gasoline. Mm -hmm. That had to hurt. Brandon, that had to hurt. 
Dave Chappelle's death had to hurt because oh. he's he's so integral to the plane heist, right? Like mm-hmm. he's the one that takes the transponder and replaces it. He sets the uh, last of the Mohicans on fire, so he's like <laughs> super involved in the whole heist. Yeah, and they just take off without him. Like that part had to hurt, but then also him getting stuck in the wheel well and getting crushed to death or suffocating also had to hurt. Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice to come together, to get together. Kyle, who organizes the reunion? Um, I got Colm Meany, a.k.a. the the one guy. What's his name? Bubba Maloney? Gum? Maloney? Malory? Malory. 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 I got Malory. 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 He's yeah, he's just an step. asshole. Like yeah. he sucked. Like yeah. I I love that actor and I don't right. know why, but I hated his character. Yeah, I didn't like um, him he put the gun on the plane against orders. He yeah. has no right to get the gang back together, but he also has an ass kicker license plate and clearly has no self awareness. So I think he probably tries to get a beer with John Cusack each year, but Cusack is busy quote off saving the rainforest or recycling his sandals or some shit. Chris, who organizes the reunion? John Cusack. Pollard, who organizes the reunion? Um, so part of me really wants to see Cyrus succeed in the end. Cyrus? So, Yo, he's dead, dog. No, this is a kind of a stretch, but uh, I have a way to set up a reunion in which he's not dead. Whoa. Is Let's it a prison it. movie since it's kind of a stretch? No. No, no, no. His stretch is complete okay. by this point. It's revealed that he never died. It turns out Cyrus was born a twin. He survived the pile driver. To no, his head. let me finish. Okay. Turns out Cyrus was born. Let's a... move on. To... <laughs> it turns out Cyrus was born a twin. During the scene when they're all boarding the plane, the twin sneaks on underneath the plane. Plane beer pong. In the gears better than Dave Chappelle could. Well, that's for sure. He remains hidden the entire movie until they reach Vegas. When Cyrus and the crew get out underneath the plane, they make the switch. And when you think Cyrus <laughs> dies, it's actually his twin brother. Cyrus, left alive but also free now, makes his way to the Mexican coast. Eight years later, Poe and his family take a vacation to Cabo. Cyrus has like the grungy, he's grown a beard and wears a big hat all the time look. When drinking at a bar on the beach, he spots the family renting canoes. To take out, Cyrus snorkels into the water ahead of them so he can jump out of the water and hijack the canoe. And that is hijack the, canoe. the reunion. In Con which, Air 2. Yeah. Con Air 2. Canoe like 2. Much more pleasant movie. Canoe yeah. 2? Con more, new. more beach scenery than the horrible plane that you were tired of looking at. I feel like in, instead of a twin, if it was just a, a robot clone, that's Brandon's SOS. Oh, shit. <laughs> How'd you guess it? I think the daughter's therapist organizes the reunion. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, much like in Fear when, uh, you know, that son, we all agreed he went through some shit later in life. Oh, and yeah. had to deal with these these traumatic events. She's going to have to deal with that, and that's going to get all these main players back together to uh, help her sort out, you know, why she's hooking in Vegas. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like why she loves Vegas. Right. She yeah. loves Vegas. <laughs> and it's like – yeah. She loves it, but she hates it, and yeah. it's a weird thing that she can't figure out. Her like pay scale is like five hundred dollars and a beat up teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, she's got a weird right here. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the clutch award. Baby, you are so money, and you don't even know it. Pollard, 
Who wins your clutch award? Uh, the old guy underneath the car. The guy who has to pee. Chris. <laughs> clutch award. Um, Dave Chappelle's corpse. Nice. Um, it's true. Because without Dave Chappelle's corpse, uh, John Cusack never would have known that they were going to, where is it, Carson City or whatever. Even knowing you did nothing wrong, getting a phone call from someone that says, like, hey, are you this person? It's like, yeah. And it's like, cool, because we found a dead body with your name on it. Like, that's, that was a cool line. That's though. chilling. Yeah. 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 All over yeah. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, no, I'm going to hijack this really quick and go to the My Clutch Award, which is that police officer who calls up uh, John Cusack's character to let him know, hey, there's a dead body here. And he just and he just yeah and he just comes up with that great line. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He adds injects a little bit of humor into this uh, into this phone call of like, hey, there's a corpse uh, that I found. Yeah, he's He's like, so what does that have to do with me? Exactly. It's not his first rodeo. No, no, no. He deals with this stuff every day, and he just finds it so humorous. So clutch award goes to him. Um, my clutch award goes to uh, '90s movies with original songs. Pollard doesn't like this song, but I loved How Do I Live Without You. Got him. It was written for this movie. How do I live without this song? I'll tell you that, really that, easily. Wait, wait. That song was written for this movie. Yes, and it was nominated for Best Original Song at the Academy Awards. It wait. was also nominated for no. Best or worst song of the year at the Razzies, it lost both of them. It lost best original song at the Academy Awards to My Heart Will Go On, which is another banger movie song. Also got uh, the ugly stepsister to this, which is I don't want to close my eyes from Armageddon. Yeah. And, don't close my eyes. and then we've got the cream of the crop, which is another Nick Cage movie, City of Angels, Iris. There was a time yeah. in the world where movie yeah. songs like made the charts yes. and were phenomenons. Like I had the... no idea that this was like an original song for yeah. the Wait, movie. Because really? yeah. this song is yeah, a that banger. Window of the eighties to nineties of just the eighties ones. You think of all the Kenny. Long but those were like jokey. This these yeah, were like, like serious yeah, right. romance like. like anthems yeah Yeah. (laughs) that just swept the charts like Like, my clutch award is that convict who's able to fly the plane Mm -hmm. like what a stroke of swamp thing that's a part of the plan that's a really good one without him they're 
There would be no movie. You like you know how hard it is to probably find a convict who needs to be transported who can also fly an airplane. Literally almost impossible. Ball. It's like it's so impossible. <laughs> so he wins my clutch award. Uh, let's move on to quotes. Kyle, why don't you start things off with quotes? Um. So one of the pilots, uh, it, I guess in the are they fighter planes? What are these? That when helicopters? I guess yeah, they're yeah. helicopters. Black okay. Hawk Downs. One of the guys says. We're seconds away from establishing visual content. Yeah, I like contact. that. I noticed that too. Why even say that? No, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, in, <laughs> in four seconds, we're, you're going to see something. No. We're seconds away from seeing something. Like, that's yeah. not an update. No, no, no. Just, yeah. just wait five seconds and don't say yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the that's update. That's great. Um, <laughs> I've also got, please, Sai, Anara. Oh, yeah. And then I've also got, this is the Malloy. Is that his name? Sure. Mulligoy. Mulligoy. McMulligoy. again. <laughs> uh, the, the other cop rationally goes, shoot for the tires. And he goes, fuck the tires. I'm going for the pilot. Yes. Like, as the plane's barreling down them, they're like 800 <laughs> yards away with like little nine millimeters. Like, so stupid. Fuck that guy. And then finally... Um, when Cyrus the virus goes, for me, you're somewhere between a cockroach and the white stuff in your mouth that accumulates when you're oh, really thirsty. Good. That was a good burn. Yeah. yeah. Really good. Great. Chris, <laughs> quotes. So this one came really early on in the movie, and I immediately immediately. I also it down. came early on in the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, it was when so it's like when Connor. they first get on the plane. When, like, the, the main security guard or, whatever, or the police officer is, like, walking around, like, giving his, like, stupid speech. And then, like, some guy's like, fuck you, pig. And he's like, gag and bag this Nazi muffin. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> I, was just like, I was like, what is a Nazi muffin? Like, uh, When uh, Cameron Poe is hugging Bubba Gump and he goes, don't get all juicy on me. That's a good one. Uh, I forget which prisoner, but he says to Cameron Poe, do you know what I am? Ugly all day. Yeah. Another great uh, one. Yeah. Um, and then when they find out that Cameron Poe has like, been snitching on them, uh, one of the guys with the gun goes, freeze, little bitch boy. <laughs> Let's move on to what takes me out of the movie what takes me out of the flick brandon what takes you out of come air i mentioned this in the beginning but the entire plane heist takes me out of the movie because so the i don't movie no just like the first part of the plane heist where it's like we got to get on here and then take these needles out of our hands and then dave chappelle's got some gasoline in his mouth and then as soon as we do that, we hijack it. And then we do this prison exchange in the sandstorm. Uh, there it is. I just don't understand it, so it takes me out of the movie. That's what took me into the movie. Chris, what takes you out of the movie? Honestly, Nick Cage's southern accent. Yeah. It's, like, one of mine. it's, it's so bad. Did he really need the accent? Like, what, what was so critical about him being from Alabama or the south to the movie? Just as long as you know, I'll be getting that back at some point. Oh, shucks. Now, what would my daughter think of me if I left you like this to get disarmed and die? Well, he's on the right flight. Like how he firebombed that senator's yacht with two of his own cousins on board? So what's your point? 
Why would he sweat about killing some hired guns once they'd served his purpose? Now think about that. But I was just saying to Mr. Dog over here that if it was my barbecue, I'd wait for that old jumbo jet in the sky. Kyle, what takes you out of the movie? <laughs> uh, what takes me out of the movie, how did the dude Nick Cage kills at the bar end up at that bar? Uh, he seems like the kind of dude that is a dive bar, like motorhead kind of dude who yells at people when they order mixed oh, drinks. And uh, somehow he's Overkill. at a bar. <laughs> somehow he's at a bar playing Trisha Yearwood's How Do I Live Without You? While people are slow dancing and just like berating Nicolas Cage. I just like it wasn't an aggressive yeah. bar for that guy to be at. It should have been like some. Double deuce. Yeah, double yeah. deuce kind of situation. Yeah, a double douche. Let's move on to McMulligans. Pollard, what's your McMulligan? Um, make Cyrus die a different way. Yeah. I love the head smash. Um, I think that that fits in the movie um, in terms of ridiculousness. Yeah. But the contraption itself that he ends up in turns out to be so convenient and just so out of nowhere. He's already been flown through the air, stabbed in the leg, electrocuted by power lines. He's mangled. We don't need to smash his head that way. I like the idea of like the double tap final shot for the kill, but come up with something different. Mm -hmm. Cut off his dick or something. Well, that's <laughs> arguable. <laughs> My McMulligan, I would have had Steve Buscemi's character have three names because that's an iconic trademark of great serial killer uh, psycho yeah. guys. Garland Gary Green. Yeah, it was like a, <laughs> you know, three. Yeah, Garland On this Shaw week's Triple Green G. Yeah. <laughs> a three name thing makes it real, makes yeah. it like Stevie iconic. Ray Vaughan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the yeah, other what a ruthless is, killer. Let's move on to. Sending out an SOS. Sending out an SOS. Spinoff, origin, or sequel. Sending out an SOS. Hello, Roxanne. Roxanne. Just do the last part. Desiree. SOS is I want a Bing Rames origin story. So he's running shit in Los Angeles, fixing boxing matches, yes. getting uh, locked up in pawn shops, yes. getting, you know, taken advantage of by Gimps and uh, yep. Zed and the pawn shop proprietor. Does he get boo food? He does get boo food. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets some crazy ass uh, oh, shit. African Americans to come uh, yeah. fuck those guys up. And we see that. <laughs> We see him get caught. He goes to jail, and he works this out. He thinks John Malkovich is Bruce Willis. Yeah, because they're both like, bald. Yeah, because they're both bald white guys, and he can't tell white people apart. Shit. And uh, that's my Nazi SOS. Moses. Is Pride fucking up Bruce Willis? Yeah, Pride's <laughs> fucking up Bruce Willis. <laughs> and uh, he hid some shit in his ass, like because he learned that from Bruce Willis. <laughs> Brandon, SOS. So very similar to yours, Aaron, but I'm going to go with like a, an origin story that's a Lost-style TV show. Interesting. Uh, just where we have each character's background story every episode. So you'll see like two minutes of them in Con Air, and then you get like an hour's worth of like what they did to get there before like the events of the movie. Yeah. Chris, spinoff, origin, or sequel? I kind of had two. 
Interesting. Probably That's talk, not allowed. Talk closer. So we talked about Steve Buscemi quite a bit, as did I. Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Bufu chimney. But he's. <laughs> but the movie sets him up as like the only person that possibly could have like a sequel, right? At the end, when he's just gambling by himself. Mel Malkovich. Malloy again. <laughs> right, right, Malkovich. Yeah. As a sequel, I'd rather see the Steve Buscemi serial killer continue than the Cameron Poe reunited with his family right. story. So, so I agree. Steve Buscemi just lives in Vegas. He starts killing people, but then a police officer discovers that he's killing people, but then wants him to leverage his like murderous appetite for good. And he starts killing other serial killers. And uh, and so he just is a serial killer, just killing other serial killers. Oh, he's a serial killing killer. Or what I really want to see is Nicolas Cage's. You know how like when she says when Nick Cage's wife says like that's like the old you or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. I want to see the old Nick. Yeah, for sure. Just street sharks. (laughs) (laughs) What was it that he like? He did always get into fights. Did he always get into fights? Like how many people did he kill? He was an alcoholic. (laughs) Yeah, he's probably an alcoholic. Yeah. That's Can you imagine though, like Nicholas, like in a full CGI movie, but Nicholas Cage is a street shark? Yeah, <laughs> they rebooted. But like everybody else is just regular, and he's the only one that's a street shark. Yeah, man. Have you ever said to yourself, "Oh no, I'm president of the ASB, and I need a theme for the dance that everyone will love." Well, the guys in Five Guys Flicking Around have you covered and are happy to present Prom Malkovich, the only all-encompassing prom theme revolving around John Malkovich and his many beloved roles. That's right, all of Mr. Malkovich's famous roles are here, including Port from the Sheltering Sky. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your prom king speaking. And Lenny Small from 1988's Of Mice and Men. Tell me about the rabbits, George. Of course, his better-known roles are included as well. Want Teddy KGB from Rounders? Well, we've got a John Malkovich quote for you. Would you like a cookie? From the dessert table. I'm sorry to interrupt here, but uh, what the fuck is this product? It's a John Malkovich prom theme service where we provide John Malkovich quotes for your guests to enjoy. Ah, that sounds interesting. Where do I sign up? Go to 5gfapod.com backslash Malkovich. Okay, how how do you spell that? It's 5gfapod.com. Yeah, I mean, I, I know how the, the website, I mean, how do you spell Malkovich? It's spelled how it sounds. Okay, how much does it cost, I guess? It's free. It's free? Yes, completely free. We only ask that you make a required donation to the charity of our choice, Five Glass... <laughs> Five guys flicking for good. Is it, uh, is it name your own price? Of course it is. Pay whatever you can, as long as a minimum recurring payment is at at least $300 a month. So, so technically, I mean, it's not really free. It's absolutely free. Were you even listening? Yeah, I mean, I was listening. Tom just... Malkovich. Why be a Malkovich when you and your entire high school can look and sound like a Malkovich? Okay. Well, I don't know. I still don't know. Let's move on to genre swap. Anara. All right, I tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo. My genre swap is sort of a wacky. Let's get to Vegas, like trip expedition movie. Let's get to the Vegas. Hangover. Uh, hangover. Bridesmaids. Whatever. Like that kind of Last Vegas. Go. 
we got to get to Vegas. Yeah. Gals uh, trip? Everything goes wrong, and it's real funny. But in the end, they, like, win big at Blackjack because that's what happens in all those movies. Yeah. yeah. They come home with, like, $900,000. The money solves all their problems yeah, that they had before. Yeah, all their problems because yeah. they, like, stumbled into winning a lot of money. Kind of like yeah. going in style. A lot of all, like, all the movies. <laughs> like, all of them. Brandon, what do you got for genre? So- a mix. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> a mix between this movie and Transformers. Nice. So the convicts board a plane that they think is your typical air prison, uh. but it turns out to be a Decepticon uh. that is also very down with helping the That's convicts do evil in the world, and it's called Decepticon Air. Wow. Wow. I would love it if they made this a reality show. Where it's ooh, it, I like that. Okay, so think about this: like an airplane just going around with a bunch of fucking convicts on there. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's gonna happen. Maybe no. they fuck each other. Maybe, maybe they kill each other. Maybe yeah. they get in fights. And then the, if somebody gets voted off the and plane, they, yeah, and they just maybe, toss them. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, no. But think about yeah, it. Yeah, they're all death sentence yeah. parolees. How yeah. it's like we're gonna kill them anyway. It's the fucking running Wouldn't man. Wouldn't that be so death entertaining plane. to watch? Like it would. Just convicts, at least in a, like an enclosed area. And just seeing what happens. The more know? enclosed, the better. Exactly. I like it. It just might be just a big... And the more out of clothes, yeah. the better. Ooh. This... Like, after four episodes, it's pulled from TV. Like, it's too <laughs> fucked up. It's like, yeah, it becomes like an iconic thing that's like, dude, you you missed the first four yeah. episodes. Well, let's just... move on to Blu-ray price. How much would you pay for this movie if the only way you could ever watch it again was to own the Blu-ray? Why don't we start with Chris? Zero dollars. Wow. So you get zero cha-ching. There's so I many explosions. And may God have mercy on your soul. I, I, I would just never deliberately watch this movie ever again. Brandon, <laughs> Blu-ray price. I'm going to up it a little bit from Chris. I'm not going to go zero dollars. I'm going to go 99 cents. Because if I can buy this Blu-ray with spare change that I find in my car, I'll do it. But as soon game. as it... But as soon as it goes to paper money, I'm out. Yeah, I can't believe that everyone hates it. I can't movie. believe it. This is such I a don't good love movie. it, but I definitely don't want to hate it. Like this. A dollar? I don't hate it, but I agree with Chris. Like, I don't need to see it again. I don't need to see it again. What? Yeah. I'll go. I'll go. Money? We're going to keep it up. We're going to go higher and higher and higher. Let's keep it going higher. Can you take me higher? Price. Oh my God. So my my Blu-ray price is higher than Chris's and Brandon's, and if you times wow. them by a billion, it'd still be higher because Chris said zero. <laughs> <laughs> I got four ninety nine. Uh, I don't need to ever see this again. But if someone really liked the movie and wanted to watch it. I'd be down just to see all the scenes of Nick Cage's glorious mane whipping in the air behind explosions and fire. And for that reason, I'd pay $4.99. No, I do like this a little more than Kyle. I'm going to go $14.99. Whoa. That's very pricey for you. Pollard, Blu-ray price. I'm paying more than all of you. I'm paying more for this movie on (laughs) Blu-ray than all of you combined. Interesting. I'm paying so much... (laughs) For this movie that you guys are gonna be surprised when I tell you the we amount. If it's under three thousand dollars, I'm not surprised. So much build up right now. If you were to know the number that I'm about to say out loud, you would be probably a little upset because it's a lot more than what you guys said. Forty dollars. Forty-four ninety-nine. Oh. 
And I lowered that number a lot, like significantly lowered since we started the podcast <laughs> because I was embarrassed at my original number. What was the original? What was the, OG? Yeah, the original OG. number was seventy six ninety nine. <laughs> Such an aggressive like. If anyone has seventy five, I wouldn't hire on Con Air. Let's wrap things up with, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? It does work, but McSullivan doesn't wrap it up. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Well, why don't we start with you, Kyle? Does this work as a McSullivan vehicle? I wish I would have proofread this, but McSullivan plays John Cusack's character. He's tipped off onto the plot to take over the plane when one of his gambling buddies recently got released from prison and told him, hey, there's a bunch of guys that are going to, you know, take over a plane. McSullivan then sends Pops undercover into prison as one of the deplorable inmates so he can get in on their plan. Pops gets capitalized on... (laughs) But him and Poe also team up and the movie progresses as usual until the end when McSullivan intentionally has them land the plane into the Bellagio where he is waiting to do his own Ocean's Eleven heist and put (laughs) (laughs) and put as many $20 chips into his pockets as he can fit. (laughs) The movie ends with Mac betting all $4,000 of his stolen chips on red and losing only oh, to look across the room and make eyes with Catherine O'Hara. She gives him <laughs> she gives him the I'd like to fuck you look and she's <laughs> she's ready for him to munch on his silver tuna. But instead he goes back to the Hooters hotel where he beds two cocktail waitresses looking to do a Charlie Shiner where they do coke off his dick. <laughs> Gosh. And that's con air for you. And- Brandon, this is going to work because it's all the vehicle. Are you done? Oh, yeah, that was it. Okay. Did you not hear the end where they do the coke oh, yeah, off no, the no, dick? No, I got it. Oh, Charlie Shiner. It's Charlie Shiner. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really my type of Nazi, but it's a pretty good plot. It's the fifth time he's used that, Aaron. All right. So, does... It's his quote. Brandon, does this movie work? Capitalize on the quote. Couple more McSullivans and then you can go to bed. Brandon, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Yeah, so in this one, McSullivan gets a bit too loaded one night and takes a nap in the police station's drunk tank. Through a clerical error and because Pops forgot to sign a form, McSullivan is accidentally transferred from the New Orleans police station drunk tank to a maximum security facility along with 10 other murderers and rapists, all of whom McSullivan helped put away. That's some good smut. Oh, yeah. (laughs) On the prison plane, Mac gets wind of the prisoner's plot to take control. McSullivan knows that if the convicts get free, he will surely be killed. So he takes out the metal pin he stores in his hand skin for occasions just like this one. He picks his handcuffs, frees himself, and writes a message to the authorities on his shirt. The convicts take over the prison plane, and McSullivan, equipped with the only parachute, jumps to safety. After falling thousands of feet, Mac lands in the middle of the Las Vegas Strip and passes out. The local police find McSullivan and read the message on his shirt. It says, insert cocaine here, with an arrow pointing towards his head. The end. (laughs) Pollard. Does this movie work as a McSullivan movie? Absolutely, it works as a McSullivan movie. It's a um, <laughs> it's a great action film. 
one for the ages, and Mac is a great action star, one for the ages. McSullivan takes the place. <laughs> it seems like we paid you a thousand dollars to read this. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> McSullivan takes the place of the female guard on the plane. It's interesting. <laughs> when the prisoners take over and he's held hostage, it looks like he's run out of options, but as Danny Trejo comes on to him threatening rape, a shuffle results in his small bag of cocaine falling out of his pocket, but only he sees it. He ends up offering Cyrus more where that came from in Carson City. They land and arrange a drug deal, but it falls through when Pop shows up to bust it all down. Cyrus has Mac with a gun to his head and spits off something racist to Pops. Pops, emotional and confused, ends up shooting himself and leaving <laughs> Mac with no options. Cyrus decides he still needs to keep Mac around to get the drugs, and they hijack a bus that's nearby. Cusack, ahead of the game, has equipped a bomb to the bus <laughs> that is set when the bus goes above 50 miles an hour and will trigger if the bus ever drops below that speed. Sandra Bullock, it turns out, was asleep on the bus and wakes up to the commotion. Cyrus is determined to get the bus to the drugs, but Mac gets sidetracked and tries to hit on her the whole time. And then it's basically speed. Where's so Alan Ruck in all this? Uh, Just rucking around? No, he didn't He didn't stay on the bus. What I like about it, and it makes a lot more sense, is that when the old woman tries to get off the bus in speed, that's when Mac blows her up from on the bus. Just like, I didn't want to bang her. Also, I like the idea of McSullivan playing a female uh, police officer on a Who's prison the, plane. I have the desire of Danny Trejo for some yeah. reason. Yeah. 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 And Pollard's asleep. Yeah. That'll do it for this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. We want to thank our special guest, Cristobal Andrews. I thought his name was Scott. Uh, you can email us at uh, fiveguysflickingaround at gmail.com. Sure. You can check us out on Instagram at fiveguysflickingaround. Mm-hmm. Um, but go to 5gfapod.com yeah, and just vote on the fucking flickies. You can hang out Nothing on the else matters. Yeah. <laughs> go there and the vote. Forums. Yeah, talk shit. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Bring it on, Kevin Sorbo. Just talk some shit. You see our walls are crumbling down. Chris? I know I saw the sky go blue, black, green, brown. (laughs) (laughs) Spinning around. So, Chris, again, thank you. Yeah. It's been fun. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> nobody nobody likes you or us apparently. And like we have a lot to reconsider. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Look what I have created. I have made fire. I have made fire. I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. The talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yeah, yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing. I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch. Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers here. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. 
You that silly-ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. Brazilian blowout. Mitsuwa. In the round. I can sing that one. Kawa, Tommy Kawa, Tommy Kawa. If I could take three guys at once, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Yeah. Honesty is the best policy. You get one shot. Raping every single person you, you see. I don't know. Sweet home Alabama. They embrace in the prison a lot. You wake up, I'll be Johnny 24. His hair. I can't. I can't Keep do going, this no, anymore. We'll time. cut it. We'll cut it. Start okay. over. Start over. Raise you, your hand no. if you're Jewish. <laughs> Are you a Jew? I'm supposed to not enjoy my Tyson <laughs> It's no Manischewitz and Dreidel, but it'll do. Aaron's a true it. skull smasher. Hey, stop the plane! No. Oh, 1-800-GENERAL-NOW! No, yeah, for the best low rates you can get online, go, go to, to the general and save some time. time. That's seriously version 2, though. No! I, I still can't sing! You know it. You're yeah. doing it. Cars for Kids. Yeah. yeah. Simmons, Serge Seeley's <laughs> and Chadman Wells. He's like the Howie Mandel of prison. Yeah. Freeze, you little Nazi muffin bitch boy. I never noticed how small his mouth is, John Cusack. It's not my tie, but it's your tie. It's... So Yahtzee, you Nazi muffin. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Pollard edits this episode. He's gonna edit that part out. That's true. Well, we'll no. see. No, he's not. No, you leave that in. Can <laughs> you Tuesday. take me higher? My Tuesday Blu-ray blunder price. I am John Malkovich. What'd you guys think of that one? That was pretty good.